Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Greg Locke. We like to talk about three things around here, and you know them well, faith, family, and politics. I have got to jump right into the show today because there are a few things that have my spirit really, really amped up. We're going to talk about churches today and schools today with these new CDC guidelines for returning to church and returning to school. But let's talk a little bit about the church front first. The Barna Research Group, which everybody knows in the church world, especially amongst like Southern Baptists and Methodists, the Barna Research Group says, okay, through extensive surveys and research of thousands and thousands tens of thousands of Americans, here's what they say about regular churchgoers. This is nutso, all right? Regular churchgoers in America, here's what they say. During the supposed pandemic, 48% of, get this, not church skippers, 48% of regular churchgoers have not watched one online service whatsoever. They have not watched their pastor. They have not watched another church. They have not tuned in for any worship, any prayer, any preaching, any Bible teaching. What's it? 48% of regular church members. And we're saying that COVID-19 has not changed the church landscape. Are you kidding me, ladies and gentlemen? And then get this, not only 48% of people not at all tuning in, 43% of the people that are watching, this will get some preachers right in the uh, right in the throat, right in the heart. They're watching other churches. They're not even watching their own pastor. They're not even watching their own elders preach. They're watching another church. Now get this, of all the people that have been polled, this is ridiculous, 30%, 30%, is the only percentage of people that say they're even going to, at any time whatsoever, in 2020, return to church. Think about that. Brian, weigh in on that for a minute. That is absolutely ridiculous. 30% of people in America that are regular churchgoers are the only ones that are going to return to church. I mean, that is, that's asinine, okay? You're not a pastor, so give me your perspective on that. I mean, people are always looking for reasons to, to, <laughs> to be lazy. I mean, yes. welcome to the land of the lazy. But, you know... It doesn't surprise me. Um, that's usually a thing. People, I believe, a lot of times go out of feeling obligated. So once they get that level of accountability, uh, they'll yeah, sure. show up yep. and, and they'll keep showing up to save face. But when they're able to slip out the back door and mm. they don't have to really come in or the expectations are let go or laid off or whatever. Kind of easy to blend in your living room. It, huh? yeah, it really <laughs> is. You just kind of stay back and uh, sink into the couch and become the couch. Become one with the couch. I mean, think about that. 30% of churchgoers in America are the only ones that are going to go back. Now, what these mega churches are finding, I mean, we're looking at churches that 1,000, 2,500, 5,000 plus, they're having services and like 100 people are showing up. They're bouncing around like BBs in a boxcar in these great big, huge megaplex, multiplex, million dollar buildings, and nobody is showing up. And so, look, I'm not going to shame the game of anybody else that closed, but I'm glad our church never closed its doors. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't feed into this nonsense. And we've grown substantially. I mean, probably by like 250 people. We've grown every single week in rapidly, exponentially, because I believe the Lord blessed our faithfulness in keeping the doors open. Now we're in a big gospel tent. It's hot as blazes outside, but it is fun as heck. And so I'm super, super excited about that. Now, here's something that we got to talk about today on the broadcast. This is crazy. My daughter, okay, she is about to be a senior and all of our kids are homeschooled, which I think is amazing because the worst thing about public schools is they are public <laughs> and they're government funded. And anytime the government throws money at stuff, they mess it up. However, my daughter is going to be going back for her senior year, or at least can I say she was going to be going back for her senior year, but she's a little bit ticked off kind of like her daddy, because here's the new CDC guidelines for churches supposedly, or schools rather, supposedly reopening uh, this fall. Okay. CDC guidelines. Listen to some of these. These are ridiculous. We're going to go back and forth and talk about this a little bit. If you are over the age of two, you are required, not suggested, you are required 
to wear a mask, okay? Now, we already know that not even Grouchy Fauci can keep up his mind in the proper direction of as to whether masks work or not, okay? I don't think they work. I think they're ridiculous, and I think people look like Bane. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, whether people wear them or not, I do not believe it is a safety issue. It's a compliance issue. But they're saying if you're over the age of two, you have to wear a mask. I think that is going to look ridiculous, and I think it's going to cause a lot more health health problems moving forward. But here's one that I think is crazy. No, absolutely no sharing of any items or supplies or belongings of other individuals. Things must stay in cubbies. They must be in labeled containers. You cannot share electronic devices, phones, toys, games, or learning aids. Okay, so so kids can't even like play video games together. They can't share iPads. They can't pass things around. They can't, you know, like, hey, man, I've got an extra energy drink. Would you like one? I really think this is ridiculous. And what we're about to find out, this is crazy. Okay, what we're about to find out for the rest of this list is it doesn't look like school. It looks like prison reform. Okay, it looks like these kids are going back to jail. They cannot even interact with each other uh, on a regular basis, the way that children are supposed to interact. We're basically taking kids away from uh, socializing and putting them into socialism. (laughs) Did you see what I did there? So pay attention, all right? Desks have to be six feet apart, and every one of them have to be facing the same way. Well, that'll help with the the school size. There you go. Classrooms. See? That's kind of a blessing right there, but... Teacher-student ratio. (laughs) There you go. That's going (laughs) to help out in the back end, but... I tell you what, I mean, they're just teaching kids to be stingy. Un- yeah, under- underlying thing, but not only that, I mean, kids by nature are just dirty, dirty beings. You know, we like they're grimy. Them, uh, we're grimy. Yeah, teenagers uh, are greasy. Uh, first off, I don't like to use other people's phones, anyways, because first place they take them is to the bathroom. So yeah, true. Like, uh, it's just it's it's crazy, man. And none of that stuff's going to be listened to or adhered to. Oh no! In any kind of school, unless they got some kind of like totalitarian the principle. The enforcement level is going to be out of this world. Six feet apart desks. Okay, all facing the same way. Six feet apart. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Get this. Distance on school buses. One child per seat and skip rows. <laughs> I wish they'd have done that when I was a kid. I got in so I many know, stinking man. fights on the bus. I got expelled from the bus system three or four times when I was growing up. Man, Come on. To have a whole seat to yourself and yeah. you just kind of nap out for the for the ride. I mean, it's not a terrible I thing. look for that on airplanes and buses now. So, I mean, like when I'm traveling, I'm like, man, I hope nobody's sitting beside me. There, there is a silver lining in this, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's whatever. But, I mean, think about that. That's going to... That's going to either double the bus system or minimize, obviously, how many people they can bring. So they're going to be making like several bus route runs at this particular point. So you got school buses skipping seats, one child per seat. Okay, that's utterly ridiculous. I'm assuming they're doing that on like city buses, subways. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, not only that, if if they're going to do, I mean, you could if if Republicans are running it, they're going to actually <laughs> add jobs, right? Yeah. But we know if Democrats are running it, they're going to do all of that extra, yeah, go yeah, back just, and pick them up and all of that stuff like that. And, sanitize in each Democrats stop. love to work backwards. You ever notice that? They love to spend everybody else's money, okay? They just do. And so they come up with stupid things. This is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Install sneeze guards and partitions wherever you cannot space six feet apart. Wow. <laughs> sneeze guards just in the hallway. Put them in bubbles. That's you know, exactly right. Just, just put them in bubbles and uh, good. Roll crazy. them down the hill and roll them to school. <laughs> Where do you install a sneeze guard when you can't be six feet apart? There's a lot of places you can't be six feet apart. You're going to install a sneeze guard. Was that like, like one of those visors or something? Uh, you could flip down and it's like the... You know, for the doctors to keep the blood spinning. Welding headset thing. Welding headset, <laughs> yeah. Gonna be, just, they're going to make all the kids wear <laughs> welding gear. Oh, whatever. On uh, on hallway routes, tapes are on the sidewalk in order to assure that kids stay six feet apart and go in a one-way direction. Wow. <laughs> That's prison yard. That That's is prison, prison yard. yard. Next thing you know, it'll 
uh, place your hands behind your back when yeah. you're washing. Walking. You get 20 minutes of sunlight, kids. And don't, talk, <laughs> don't, don't talk to somebody else while Good you're in grief. line. One-way hallways, that's ridiculous, and tape on the sidewalks. And and to assure that kids stay six feet apart. It doesn't even work at Walmart. You know, they yeah. got all these little lines and stuff everywhere. The other day, I was with like three or four of my family members. This lady turned around, you know, and she got this little snarky look on her face. You know, you could almost read her mind. She's thinking like, why are these people so close? Well, because we all live in the same house. We came in the same vehicle, so what difference would it make? There's no tape in my car to keep me away from my wife and my kids six feet apart. So stupid. Now, this 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 one is is prison 101. Get this. No communal shared spaces, no playgrounds or cafeterias. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Only prepackaged boxes. I couldn't believe this when she read it to me. I thought, you have made that up. She said, no, look, only prepackaged boxes of food or bags, no cafeteria food, and all kids must eat in the classroom. Wow, dude. Literally, it sounds like all they need is like a rec yard with like the cages. Yeah. And you let one kid out into each cage, you know? (laughs) Or one little square or whatever. Give them all numbers, you know. Uh, 966. Student number 967, you know. Whatever. It's like inmate. This is ridiculous. I mean, they cannot even gather on playgrounds. Okay, they're shutting the playgrounds down. No cafeteria gatherings. I mean, this is... This is not school, ladies and gentlemen. This really is a penitentiary is what this is. No, no wonder they're building high schools and middle schools to look like prisons because now they've actually become prison. When I was living in L.A. just recently... All of the schools had like razor wire, yeah, or like well, <laughs> probably to keep the pedos out. But the, the, the <laughs> but it was like, dude, it, they had bars in the windows yep. and everything. It looked like a jail. It looked like a prison. Like which which penitentiary are you going to? They're just conditioning, I guess, everyone for when they round us all up. <laughs> I know. I hope that never Carry us all off. <laughs> Who knows? Get this one. This is going to be horrible for kids. No field trips. No assemblies or external organizations within the schools limit all volunteers and all visitors. No field trips, no assemblies. Okay, there's already no prom. There's already no dances. There's already no more, you know, selling candy and selling cookies and going door to door, you know, selling candy bars and all that bunch of nonsense. Nothing. These kids cannot do anything whatsoever. No external organizations at all. So basically, you're... FFA and uh, you know your your FCA, all these things, all, all you know, ROTC, all this yeah. stuff, all these gatherings, they can't even be doing it. I mean, it's they're taking all the fun away. House parties are going to kick up. Huh? <laughs> you better believe that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Everything's going off the campus, ladies and gentlemen, off the campus. But get uh, that this one really ticked my daughter off. The same children stay with the same staff and teachers all day. No switching classes or teachers. That's horrible. That. That is, is torture. Ridiculous. I know that's ridiculous to say. That's first world problems. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, for kids who need that, mo- that yes. movement in order to stay. Because you always have, you know, you got five or six or seven teachers, and you always have that one. You know, what if you don't get that one? What if you I get know. that jerk that you hate? The whole day. You got to stay with them all day long. No, well, it's bad for the teachers, too. Yeah, that's true. The problem is that, you know, kids are supposed to be grimy and greasy and get around. That's how they yeah. build up their immunity. They're taking these kids' immunity away. And I mean, it's got to, like, be raised in a bubble. So when they finally do get out in the real world, they're going to get sick over whatever. They're going to eat a McDonald's and get sick. You know, it's just, it's stupid because they're going to have no immunity because they're not, you know, helping people, touching people, getting around people and their bodies are just going to be a colossal nightmare it's, it's this is stupid but listen at the end of the day we've gone way too far with this folks this is this is really ridiculous at this point and this has changed the game for all americans really for everybody around the world but it just goes to show you how quickly people will give up their freedom for their safety spot on i'm telling you how complacent as they hand down these edicts from <laughs> edicts, on the hill yeah, right these edicts and we just comply 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 I've never seen nothing like it. So I, I wonder if they started imposing some kind of socialism. We get a democratic 
uh, president, socialist president, and he starts imposing that. Even will so law, come, Lord Jesus. Will law enforcement and the National Guard and the Army and all the generals comply with that? I, I don't know. I hope they stand with the Constitution and not their stupid paycheck. Is what I, I hope. I feel like they're going to stand with their paycheck. I hope I'm mm. wrong because yeah, too, the way bro. people are laying down right now laying is down. ridiculous. It's, it's foolish. Ridiculous. And I don't think there's any end to it. I think it's going to get worse and worse. They just want to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. It's that globalist agenda. Mm, Thanks, yes. George Soros. <laughs> yeah, thank you, George Soros. And all the evangelical never-Trumpers that support you. How ridiculous. Yes. Okay, here's a good one. They're going to stagger the arrival and the departure times for students to limit exposure of kids to crowds. Okay, kids need crowds. Okay, but they're going to stagger it. They're going to stagger when they can get there. They can stagger when they leave. Okay, whatever. Again, to me, this looks like prison reform, not public school system. If possible, if possible, get this, daily temperature checks. Right, they're going to have a machine over the door. You're I, just going to walk in and be like, oh. I guess. Everybody's going to be taking, if you're a kid, you're taking a blow dryer and putting it to your forehead <laughs> and walking in there. Oh, oh I'm sick. sick. I got to go home. home. I got to be quarantined for 14 days. <laughs> By the way, do you remember, uh, you know, like 72 days ago, I remember everybody said 15 days to slow the spread. 15 days. That, that's been a long time ago. That's yeah. been uh, almost three months. 15 wow. days to slow the spread my hind leg. It's been 70-something days, and uh, the spread apparently hasn't been slowed, according to the leftist crowd. You know what would be cool? Mm. It would be cool if we cared about drug addiction, mental yes. illness, and all of that stuff, the yeah. way we care about the COVID deaths. Yes. Half of them are being chalked up to these things. Yes, they are. I mean, I don't understand where... where and, and people with addiction and with actual problems are dying because they're not getting the help that they need because they're bolstering the numbers for this COVID-19 nonsense. And so, you're right, man. It's just temperature checks. Several rules are going to be instituted about cleaning and disinfecting throughout the entire day, throughout the entire building, and make sure that you are washing your hands frequently. Okay, good. Yeah, I know kids are supposed to wash their hands frequently, but so are adults. It always amazes me when I go to a restaurant, and it's like, you know, the guidelines are for all of our workers to wash their hands. I'm thinking to myself, if you have to tell your workers to wash their hands, I probably don't want to eat in your restaurant anyhow. Okay, it's a no-brainer. Ain't hey, nobody washing their hands anyway. I, I don't know. even care, except Karen. No. Karen, the one that's getting promoted to, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to boss. So, I mean, you just got to go in there. It's out of sight, out of mind. Don't think about it. Yes. Eat the food. Eat the food. If anything, this, this COVID crisis has actually made the restaurants cleaner. Uh, that's true. I know. I, I, it's I, emptied I, them out. I know I'm playing advocate. Hey, here, there you go. Little devil's sorry. advocate. <laughs> There's got to be some good coming out of this. Hey, something. Our church has grown, so it's been amazing. So I don't know. But here, look, if you think that schools and churches have not been changed by this, you are sadly mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, because this COVID-19 pandemic has really flipped the script and changed everything about the landscape of the United States of America. Uh, I'm getting ready. Matter of fact, there's several. Even by the time you hear this, I already have been to one. I'm getting ready to go to Illinois, and a lot of churches are doing some pushback. I got some folks asking me, will you come to Mississippi? Help us do some pushback. We got people asking, will you come to Washington? Will you come to New York? Will you come to California? And yes, yes, yes. But there's only one of me. I think all of us need to start pushing back against some of this foolishness. Some of it I get. I really do. I'm going to try to be kind. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be compliant. But I'm not going to be a sheep, okay? I'm not going to roll over, and I'm not at all going to give up my freedom for safety because that is nonsense. There's no such thing as giving up your freedom for safety. You see, we are safe because of our freedoms. So when you give up your freedom, you're no longer safe because you don't have the freedom to defend yourself and be safe. And so, ladies and gentlemen, 
Don't just be safe. Be smart. We're living in days when people are trying to take away your rights, and they're going to use our churches. They're going to use our schools. And one day, we're all going to wake up, and we're going to say, how did we fall into such a conundrum of stupidity? It's because we listen far too much to the leftist media. We listen too much to television. We watch too much. We listen too much, and we paid far too much attention to what social media said. And it's time that we realize that we are living in days that everything has changed. God predicted this, and I get pastoral for a moment, put on my preaching hat. The Lord already told us in the last days, perilous, dangerous times we're going to get here, and we're living in those dangerous times. And church, it's time to wake up. Patriots, it's time to wake up. Americans, it's time to wake up, and it's time to push back. So listen, I'm a little ticked off, a little upset about some of this stuff, but uh, on to bigger things. Everybody knows about the situation with George Floyd in Minneapolis. That was tragic. Let me say right at the get-go, it was unbelievably murder. No way around that. People say, well, we just got to wait for both sides of the story. There is no two sides of the story. That was negligence. That was homicide, ladies and gentlemen, without a doubt. I did a video about it on Facebook, and it's on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all of that. You can go and find that, and a lot of people have kind of weighed in on what they thought. But look, the police officer today was actually arrested, and I believe that he needs to be arrested, but he's going to get, what is it, Brian, third-degree murder, I think they're charging him with? third-degree murder. It's like a level of, like, voluntary, voluntary manslaughter or something. Something like that. So, yeah. Like the less murder charge the you can get yeah. for actually killing somebody. Yeah, it's like okay. eight years or Which he like probably that. should have got first degree murder because the man murdered him. Well, I would say second degree. Yeah, murder. second degree. It wasn't because premeditated. It wasn't premeditated yeah, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a tragedy, dude. And, and then on top of it, the tragedy is now the whole city's on fire. That's Los a, Angeles is on fire. There's places in Texas. But I mean, Minneapolis is literally burning to the ground as we speak. Burning to the ground. The target's being looted. Uh, I watched this video of this old lady, this elderly woman in a wheelchair, get accosted with a fire extinguisher. I mean, wow. they hit her with it and then sprayed her in the face with it because she was trying to, like, guard the target. And I'm like, is this America? It, it looks like some war-torn Iraq or something. It's just crazy what we're seeing. And I get the man was killed, and I get, you know, the whole racial division in America, but we have got to come up with better ways to protest. We have got to be able to come together. This is the United States of America, and we are far from united. Just a, a tragic situation from both sides. Number one, the death of the man, the way that it went. I mean, the guy pretty much like passed a bad check. And they choke him to death with their knees on the concrete. I mean, he's just like crying, you know, like, I can't breathe, bro, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I'm gonna die. And he did. The guy died. Somebody's like, well, he, he died two hours later. Who gives the flip of a wooden nickel? The man died as a result of the injuries that he got from the Minneapolis right. Police Department. It's just tragic. It really is. It's insane, man. So we're going to keep uh, we'll, we'll keep following that. But, uh, wow, we got to come together. And, we, man, we need revival more than ever before. Our nation is in a mess. There is no doubt. Well, make sure you tune in real soon again to On Point with Pastor Greg Locke where we talk about three things, faith, family, and politics. We will see you real soon, my friend.